Welcome to the Full Scope Podcast, hosted by Landon Leach and Caleb Stafford. We are committed to pursuing all things Jesus, outdoors, hard work, and being free in who we are made to be. We are here to share our passion for living life to the fullest as sons of God. Thanks for listening. Now let's get to this week's episode. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 13. Oh, another week's gone by and we finally got our other co-host back. Yes, sir. Landon, how was your trip, man? Oh, it was great. It was great. Very uh, restful. Most people wouldn't find it restful, but it was constantly on the go. So therefore, for me, it was re- it was restful. I don't know how to. I don't know how to sit still. What'd y'all do? Spend a week? Yeah, we spent a, a week. week. Yeah, we were there Saturday to. Well, actually, we left on Friday, and caught back on Saturday night. So it was seven. It was seven days, but give or take. Okay. Full week, got back, what, yesterday? Yeah, last night at like 7.30. I got you. Well, what all did y'all see? Let's break it down. Yeah, we, uh, so we did a little little makeshift tour of the national parks between Wyoming and Colorado. Saw Yellowstone, Grand Tetons, Rocky Mountain National Park. Um, nice. Which I'd been to, I'd been to Yellowstone and the Grand Tetons, um, but I had never been to Rocky Mountain National Park. Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Me and Rich and uh, Josh were trying to go to Rocky Mountain National Park back in 2020 when we came to see you. Yeah. But it was closed for COVID reasons, so we couldn't go in. I gotcha. So um, this year, this time, me and Ben were able to get in there, and it actually, it's got some hidden gems. I didn't really know what to expect because I'm kind of like, what can the Rocky Mountain National Park have that the Rockies don't have all over the state? I mean, it's like you, the whole yeah. state's mountains. Like I don't know what the park's going to have that the state doesn't that I haven't already seen, but it's got some charm to it. Um, got that yeah, drive was there. Well, there's a drive. And, uh... Yes, well, I've been through it. Me, Colin, and Eli did the drive, but it was mm. so uh, foggy or smoky, whatever you want to call it, because uh-huh. of the wildfires at the time of the year that we went. Uh, Dude, we couldn't see anything. We did, did the drive, but I mean, it wasn't. So you drove all the way across the top? You couldn't see anything. Like that really high part? Where yeah, the like, whole loop or whatever dang. you want to call it. Yeah, dude. That dude, was... I bet it's freaking cool. Oh, it was, like. So like the way that park Dang, that thunder's it, loud. Yeah, dude. It's we got a storm brewing out here in Corrington right now. So y'all might get some added sound effects this time. <laughs> but um yeah, we so like the park, you can't you can't really um do anything. My mom just stopped in, guys. <laughs> She's bringing me coffee. <laughs> She's my coffee coffee server mid mid episode. <laughs> oh man but uh distracts us a little bit Caleb's like god but uh no the park what was funny about the park is or not funny is kind of interesting like they are very rocky mountain is very like like stingy uh, stingy stingy i guess and a little bit and they're like very they're uh they have a lot of regulations on who can come in at what time? Like, there's you have to have permits. I don't know how it was when you went, but like, uh, I think they changed that because of COVID. I think that's something they've implemented now. Well, 
I thought it was because the park was allotted time slot Mm -hmm. to go drive in and yep. Do you have to leave by a certain time or no? Just when you get in, I think it's just when you get in. I thought it was. I didn't know it was COVID related. Still, I thought it just had to do with the fact that the park's not huge and so many people come to it and they don't want the roads so crowded because it's not as big as other. Well, that could be part of it, but yeah. Also, I do think it has to do with COVID. I think the time slots were allotted to COVID. But um, I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know. Oh, um, but yeah, like it. Um, you have to. So me and don't do well, any hikes or what? Yeah. So well, the night before we stayed, we camped in Grand Lake, which is like right outside the West Gate, uh, uh and of Rocky okay. Mountain National Park. And so we're laying there, or like we're just sitting there at the campfire and like talking about the next day and planning out what we're gonna do and all this stuff and like. Ben starts looking it up and realizing, crap, you have to have a permit to get in the park. And there's only certain windows to get in. Yeah. Well, well, it just so happens the only windows they had were between 5 and 7 a.m. and 2 and 4 p.m. So <laughs> he, well, I was like, well, I guess we're getting up early because um, we couldn't be there between 2 and 4 because we needed to be at Denver by then. We, we had, you know, we had to get to our plane because uh, this is our last day that we went okay. there. And so yeah. we get up at like 4.45 and there was a, but there was also inside the park, there's like a section called Bear Loop or Bear Lake Road. And that you have to have a, you have to have a signed up permit to get in that road, even within the park. So it's like, first you have to have something okay. to get in the yeah, park. Yeah, I remember that. So they only had 15 spots. That was also from five to seven, I think. I don't know. It was weird. There was like a lot of like there were only certain windows and whether either early in the morning or late in the afternoon. Well, yeah, we went ahead and bought the fifteen dollar. The we went ahead and bought the uh, the slot for five to seven because there's only fifteen spots left, and we got one. Well, the next morning when we got to Bear Lake Road to enter, she was like, "I said something about us getting it the night before," and she was just like, well, "Shoot, y'all looked out on that one. Like that's not like there's." That that never happens. Like no one ever gets in here the night before. So we're like, sweet, Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, look at God, because that actually, whenever I lived out there that one summer in 2021, I tried to go to that park multiple occasions on weekends, and because of that, mm. where you can't just buy it, man, I didn't know if we'd be working that weekend or whatever, so I couldn't plan it out far ahead, mm. and. I didn't get to do it until the end when I picked Colin and Eli up from the airport. And that actually similar situation where like we actually did get it the day before, which is not, wow. it's not common. It's hard to do. So, so y'all got to go to do bear Lake and up there and all those. No, but the, the same situation with buying the ticket to, oh, ju- gotcha. pass to just get in, get in. Yeah. But yeah, we didn't, we couldn't even, that baby was sold out. The Oh yeah. The, the bear Lake. pass or whatever. Yeah. Bear dude. Lake. So, I mean, the road, so like the the main road that goes through the park we did, we went, to, and then it's like, it goes up to the top of like a 12,000 foot peak. And like Ben was sweating bullets because I'm driving and there's no guardrail. <laughs> and I mean, it was, it was nerve wracking a little bit. It's, I mean, especially when you can see everything, it was clear as day. It was beautiful. I mean, the fact that we got, like, it was not an, it was not a negative that we had to get up and early to do that. Cause like, I, that's the way to do it. Like watch you want to sunrise. Be, oh, dude, literally, like watch the sunrise as it's coming up. 
while we're up there at like 12,000 foot. There's a shadows move. There's a dang elk cow up there at the very top, just chilling, running beside our car in that grassy areas on top of that mountain. I'm like, golly, how long do you have to walk to get up here? (laughs) But so, yeah, that was just, that was the last day actually. Um, but yeah, I mean, heck me and Ben drove all over the place. Um, yeah, go back to the beginning. We'll yeah, talk about start to finish. Now that we've yeah, so I of. mean, we've done you know last year, me and Caleb and Ben and our buddy Josh, we all went out to Utah, and like now we've done it two years now. Kind of plan these little road trips, uh, flying in and renting a car and just you know figuring out like making makeshift and a little trip put together, and they turned out they turned out pretty fun, pretty cool. Um, Absolutely. And, and so Ben's about to leave to go to med school. And so this was kind of a trip, the last trip before he moves away. And, uh, we, uh, so we flew to Denver, rented a car, drove from Denver to Cody, Wyoming, which, you know, if anyone's been out West, like it's a far drive, but honestly, like I don't regret doing that because just you, you get to see the state of Wyoming and how it progresses towards the Rockies and towards Yellowstone. And it just, gets better and better as you're driving um yeah and like i That's love cool. and i love the west dude like i i need it i'm like when i like if i take a vacation and go to the beach like it's fun and all but i don't feel like i got like for me to rest i need to feel rejuvenated i need to feel inspired uh like i was telling caleb earlier like i need to feel like for my vacation to actually be a vacation for me, it needs to be something where I go and experience something that like refuels me, you know, whereas like if I go to the beach, sometimes it's not really a refueling. It's more or less a, just like a, well, let's go, let's, how are we going to sit and just spend our time, you know? And I'm like, yeah, that's not, that doesn't bring me life really. Um, well, I mean, yeah, all different people rest in different ways. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I love the beach maybe three or four days, but not like a full week to me. I'm just like, it was fun. We did this last year, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I got to Cody. So we got to Cody dude. And like, honestly, there was a hidden gem on the way out there. So you drive to Casper and then you take a two lane highway from Casper to Cody. And there's like this reservoir Lake state park that they have before you get to this little town called Thermopolis which is before you get to Cody. Well, to get to that Thermopolis town in between the lake and that town is like this gorge of these two mountains that come together. And there's a valley where there's a river that runs right through the middle of the two mountains. And they like, there's a railroad track that goes beside the river. And so like literally at the base of this val, this Canyon is a railroad, the river and the road that you're driving. And they're That's winding cool. together all the way through it. And dude, it was like, me and Ben were just like, holy crap, like, this is amazing. Like, it comes out of nowhere, too. Like, you're not expecting it. It ain't like you've been in that type of scenery. And then all of a sudden, you're just like, whoa. Uh, yeah. Which, you know, so it's just like, we drove through that and eventually got to Cody, got our got our Airbnb. And, yeah, so we spent three days in Yellow. We spent three days at an Airbnb in Cody. Spent three days viewing Yellowstone, driving through it. Ben had never been there. I've been to Yellowstone and Great Grand Tetons before, so he had never been. So we went through there and saw those things, saw every animal you can think of. Lord, I mean, we saw, I mean, it's not hard really in Yellowstone. You're not going to go there and not see something. Yeah, that's true. 
I mean, there's obviously bison, bison freaking bison everywhere, everywhere. Blocking, blocking the road. Oh, dude, one of the funniest things, the third day, the third day we were staying in, in Cody and on our way home to get back for the rodeo on Monday night, we're coming down out of the east entrance, and it's like the east exit and entrance for the park is like a straight down drop out of this mountain. Like, and there's a drop off gorge on your right. Like there, it's just like the mountain, the road, and then a drop off. There's nothing else. So it's pretty tight. And you're just, I mean, you're just coming straight out of that thing. Um, and like, as we're coming down, which one cool thing is we saw 10 bighorn sheep right there. But as we're coming That's down, good. dude, this bison is just loafing it coming up the middle of the road, like from the bottom <laughs> and moving about like two miles an hour. Like, I mean, this thing is literally just coming straight up that hill, walking right in the middle of the left lane and just like not hurrying for nothing. And all these cars were stuck behind him because he wasn't moving. And me and Ben were just like, thank God that that is not on our side because we were trying to hurry and get back for the rodeo. For the rodeo, yeah. (laughs) Oh, dude, it was a hoot. It was a hoot. I was like, golly, that dude ain't worried about nothing. (laughs) But, Did y'all uh, end up doing any hikes in Yellowstone or no? Or Tetons so or any of that? yeah, so I mean Yellowstone, like if you've ever been, you know there's a lot to see. But if you haven't, like there's tons to see, and it's like the first time you're there, you really kind of make it a driving trip because you're driving all over the park to see all the different things. Yeah, there's so many spots you got to hit. Yeah, and it's that like are iconic. If I was going back with someone that's already been there too and seen everything, then probably we'll do a hike or something. Um, but this time yeah. it was more about sightseeing all the different stuff. Um, but you know, yeah. So Ben could see that stuff. Yeah. So we eventually got to Grand Tetons, and um, like once we got to the Grand Tetons, we were going to camp there. So like we um tried to figure out our campsite because as soon as we got in there, the campground that we were going to go to they had been seeing grizzlies and they had shut the the park, the campground down actually, because they thought that they had been seeing this like massive grizzly there a lot. And, um, they oh, were, shoot. yeah, they were just like, cause like we, it was like the first campground into the park out of Yellowstone. And so, um, Ben was like, well, here's our first one. Let's go check it out and see what this campsite looks like. Well, we get there, and the, there's gates <laughs> over the entrance. And we're like, what the frick? Why are these gates locked? And so we drive into the Tetons, get to, like, the first visitor center park area. And um, we were talking to this lady that was working at the gift shop. And we were like, uh, "Do you? Is it, where's any information we can get about camping around here and about the free campgrounds and things like that we tried to stop at this one they it was closed though and she's like oh yeah so and so so and so yeah um they've been really seeing like a she named like she gave like some number i guess it's like a score on what type of bear like how big it is i don't know but they were just like this uh this really big bear has been seen there quite regularly and so they closed the campground campsite because they're afraid of it oh, mauling campers so, yeah, we're just like, um, you know, which we're both just kind of like, oh, great. Like this whole time, we're going <laughs> to have to worry about bears. 
which they say the Grand Tetons is like very prominent for Grizzlies. It's like one of the, it's like, it's a, yeah. they call that park, uh, Bear Country, I guess. Um, just because it's flat. Well, I mean, the more you get up towards the north, I mean, yeah, I mean, like Colorado, there ain't going to be no Grizzlies. There's mm-hmm. bears, but there's not Grizzlies. But as you get into Wyoming and Montana and all that area, yeah, that's definitely big bear country. Yeah, and it, you know, we saw two Grizzlies in Yellowstone. Um, Did you? Yeah, we saw two Grizzlies, and then we saw black bear, brown bear, which are they, brown bear are very different than Grizzlies. Once you see the difference, you can tell. Like, they're definitely not a Grizzly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, like, apparently, yeah, yeah great Grand Tetons, like, the area around it is just so flat and wooded, and it's just, like, a perfect environment for grizzlies so um yeah so we ended up being fine though camped there and hiked it we did all of our hiking in the tetons in rocky mountain um we did this really cool hike if you ever go to grand tetons you've got to do the cascade canyon hike it's one of the most popular hikes but it really is like it's amazing um you hike two and a half miles yeah you hike two and a half miles around the lake and then you start once you get to the end of that first hike and get to what's called inspiration point then cascade canyon trail begins and you just hike six you you hike four and a half miles up into this canyon that is just like after your two around the lake yeah yeah after your two and a half yeah look at y'all putting them miles we did about 15 when it's all said dang yeah round trip 15 round trip Oh yeah. Just on that one hike. Yep. Yep. Dude, that's cool. Dude, it was awesome. Like it like had you done that one before or not? Oh, I've never hiked the Tetons. Like I just okay. told Ben, I said, if we're hiking this trip, we may not get to hike Yellowstone, but we're gonna be hiking the Tetons because I know there's hikes up in those mountains and like I oh, I'm just one of those people, up. like I can't I I need to experience this thing. Like I can't just drive by and be like, oh wow, that looks great. Like, no, I need to yeah. be up in it. I need to go in yeah. it and see what it's like and experience it, touch it, feel it, whatever. And so, um, yeah, dude, there's like this massive river that runs right through the middle of it. And then there's woods and like trees and like rocks and on the other side. And there's like waterfalls coming off the sides of the mountains on every side, which the mountains are huge. Um, so yeah, dude, I mean, it's just, you just like you can't see enough at those places and every corner you turn is a whole different view that you never expected yeah that's cool you know and so we got to the top of it and then it splits at the end of the canyon the cascade canyon trail and it starts going out through the other mountain ranges and through the other valleys and stuff yeah um but there was so much snow still like in both Yellowstone and the Tetons. Really? That once you got back to those areas, like the we went right to this one trail called Lake Solitude, but like you could only go like a mile because it was there was so much snow um that you couldn't go through it all the way. Like people were coming out of there and they were like soaking wet from like the middle of their thigh down because they were trying to trudge through snow to get through it. And it was starting to melt a little, so you would just sink in the snow. And so it was, uh, yeah, but I mean, we were, dude, we were beat. We were like happy to stop a mile in to that trail. Cause we're like, it was already like four. No, it was, 
it was three o'clock when we turned when we turned around and headed back out. Um, but Dang. put yeah, another that, seven and a half miles back in. Yeah. Oh yeah. We had yeah we had to turn around and do it all over again. Um, but we saw like three moose and a great fox. I don't know what's worse on those long hikes like that, especially mm-hmm. when you're gaining elevation. The downhill, everybody's like, "Oh, it's all downhill from here, dude." Downhill sucks. Oh, dude, it wears like, your legs out. Using your quads like that, downhill is downhills. I don't know if it's more we, brutal for se, but it's definitely different, and it freaking wears you out. Yeah, well, you know me. I mean, it, I don't have good knees, and it like it pounds on the knees. <laughs> Like coming out of there, like my <laughs> knees were just like aching, and my ankle. I told Ben, I said, I don't think I've ever felt as much joint. Like, it, like my muscles weren't even that sore or nothing. But dude, like my joints and my my like getting old, so my bones hurt. I was like, God, I don't know if it's my shoes or what, but I was just like, dude, uh, I was like, I was really, I was pushing, I was legit pushing through pain to finish that hike. Um, like it was bad. It was bad. I was like, golly, let's go to the chiropractor or something. But yeah, it, uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was a long one, but worth it. I mean, we definitely, I mean, we covered ground a lot quicker going out than we did going in. Plus we were stopping a lot going in. But, um, well then, yeah, that's true. So what about, so how many nights y'all camped in the team? We camped in the Tetons two nights and then camped one night. We camped three nights total, but we camped two there and then one in the town called Grand Lake, which is right outside okay. I got Rocky you. Mountain National. We Yeah, we drove 12 hours on Thursday from the Tetons down to Rocky Mountain National Park. Dang, that's yeah. a haul. Oh, yeah. It was... Well, our plans kept changing. We were going to go to Steamboat Springs. Well, then we wanted to go get a Melanzana at a Leadville. Well, then Leadville was... Yeah, we had no idea you had a reserve you spot. Set the appointment, dude. And I talked to Rich and had no idea I was in that Zach town. Uh, three years ago, four years ago, we were in. We drove through Leadville. Me and Rich did. Had no idea that it was there. I didn't know that's where it was. And drove oh, right, really? And drove right by that store, and uh, which honestly, at that point, probably yeah. hadn't even heard about it. Um. So since that all got since we. That curveball got thrown to us. The Steamboat Springs campground had no, we couldn't find any free spots, so we weren't going to stay there. Okay. So we just said, you know what, let's just go ahead and go over to the towards the park and find something outside of Rocky Mountain National Park. Um, okay. We use this app that Caleb got us on called the Dirt the Dirt app D I D Y R T, and they uh, like if you're ever going out west, you just you type in your location and it will show you where all the free campgrounds are around you. Now these campgrounds don't have any amenities at, at all. I mean, it's pretty much yeah, like right. a, it's like a campsite. If you're backpacking, um, it's just pretty True. much bare spots. But dude, that app, that app's incredible. Like you oh, can yeah. put, you don't have to do the free ones, but no, there's no. so many different filters that you can put on there to find spots. And I mean, it just pulls them up and you can scroll through. Them. Yeah. It's, Oh, dude, it's definitely saved our trip. worth it if you're into camping. It don't matter where you're at. Yeah, it but saved our trip cool. for sure. Um, so we used it and found our which places. way? Okay, so yeah, you drove through the park and then went back to Denver, uh, Estes Park, and then cut down. Yeah, I went and saw Boulder the north side and there. saw Colorado University. 
um, which is a really nice okay. campus. Their campus is awesome. So I took Ben through it. Um, then went to Golden. Nice. Really enjoyed Golden. Coors Lights factories there. And so we, we rocked around it and, uh, we didn't go to the factory. Oh, really? Did y'all yeah. go see it? Well, we drove by it. Of course, you can't miss it. We wanted a tour of it, but the tours weren't open until the next day. Um, so we just hung around, we just hung around the town and went to a couple shops. Just spent some time and a little bit of time in each place. Um, and then really to end the trip, we had a last mech last mech last second idea of. Uh, like, what are we going to do for the next several hours? Because, again, we had a 3 a.m. flight or 5 a.m. flight out of Denver. You can't really get a hotel when you're flying out at 5, and you got to drop your rental car off at 3 a.m. And so Shoot. we uh, – It seems like, to be a theme on these trips. Oh, I know. I know. Ben was, like, ben was like, I don't know why I did the exact same thing we did last year. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't need it, buddy. <laughs> That's miserable. It makes you feel awful when you get back. Oh, dude, we were awake. You just ate sleeping good. We were awake for like 35 hours straight from 4 a.m. on Friday to 7.30 last night. Like, I don't know if that's 40, 35 hours, but it's a lot. <clears throat> um, we all went to a Rockies game? Yeah, so <laughs> that was our last second plan was I was just naming off things we could maybe go see or do in Denver for the last few hours. And Ben was like, oh, but the Rockies are playing in town tonight and they were playing the Padres so we bought Dude, tickets. that's cool. That was awesome actually. That was a great like last minute thing to do to spend some more hours in Denver and hang out before we flew home. So Yeah, that's a cool experience. Yeah, so it was great. I was really pumped about getting to do, go do that. I love going to major league games and just being in that environment and stuff. So Yeah, dude, it was it was an amazing trip, a blessed trip. Um you know, I, I needed this trip for myself to just get away. I needed a vacation, work in the house, and everything in life had been a really busy the, this spring, and it was great. It was yeah. great to get away, and um, you know, like I don't know, I'm like I'm the definitely the type of person, and you know this that is. Sometimes I do stuff without like thinking about what's the purpose of this in my life. Blah 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 blah. But then there's times yeah, where I'm like, pretty freaking hard for you. Yeah, I know. I'm always thinking about the underlining meaning of everything. Uh, <laughs> it's a curse and a blessing at times. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think today I've really, like this week, really did give me a lot of rest, um, inspired me a lot. Um, you know, and like, like I was telling you earlier, there was just times where I would just be going through the trip and like the Lord would just speak to me and I wasn't even, I wasn't looking for the Lord or anything. I was just admiring the beauty of everything we're seeing. And all of a sudden the spirit's just like, boom, you know, just like, there you are, you know? Uh, yeah. Um, and like one of the times we had just did Beartooth pass, which, you know, Beartooth is amazing. Yeah. Beartooth. If you don't know what Beartooth is, it's this huge pass in montana that takes you into what the north northeast entrance yeah northeast entrance into yellowstone and it is dope yeah you've got to do it switch back driving elevation rides there is out there i mean it's probably the highest highest part in montana i think yeah for a long it's somewhere around there 
yeah it's so, uh, it's a cool drive if you've never done it i mean it's definitely out of the way to go do it but it's totally freaking worth it it's so cool oh gosh so i'm glad it was freaking open for y'all instead of covered up with snow yeah that was yeah you know that that was the last second thing like we were well we it wasn't last second we had always wanted to do it the whole time we had planned the trip but it was like we didn't know until like the day before if it was even going to be open because the snow uh they don't open they try yeah, to get they, so much snow this year yeah and they try to get that stuff out there open by june 1st but you never know and so like yeah. we depending on the weather that year and whatnot yeah, dude, and we got up there at the top, and there was like five feet of snow on the side of the road that they had plowed through. You could just see it still on the wall. And it's just like, golly, <laughs> it's so much snow. That's cool. Um, and like the top, we had to like drive through a cloud. Um, like just to even, like the whole top part was a cloud, like covered the entire top top of the mountain. You couldn't even see yeah. hardly. Um, but... Anyway, so as we're coming out of that, you know, working our way down, we finally get down to like normal levels. There's like a really big waterfall coming off of that. And I mean, this is a little, you know, this might be a little spiritual or whatever, but it, I mean, it's spiritual. The Lord spoke to me, you know, and it was just like, I, I was watching this and all of a sudden I just like, this thought just kept going through my mind. And I was like, whoa, I think that's the Lord. And I wasn't even trying. And and what I mean by not even trying, like sometimes used to, I would be like, okay, I was like, God, speak to me right now. I want to hear what you're saying over this. You know, I want to hear what you're saying to me in this moment, Lord. Yeah. But really, the Lord just really invaded my thoughts in that moment. And But like, it was really cool. It was like this waterfall was just coming out. Like it was beautiful, gushing and all this stuff. And this thought just kept coming to my mind of like, dude, nothing in this park is trying to be like awesome. It just is. Yeah. Like not, this waterfall is not trying to be like this mesmerizing, beautiful thing that are, it, people come look at it. It just is. Okay. And it's yeah. like, it's its nature. Its nature is to be doing what it's doing. And by it just and and by the water just being water and flowing the way it's flowing, the trees just being the trees and standing and growing the way they're standing and growing, like it draws hundreds of thousands of people to just see it and just like be like, oh my gosh, you can't capture the beauty of this thing. You can't capture yeah. the amazement of how much this thing is. And the Lord is just like, Landon, that's all I've ever asked from you. Like all I've ever Dang. asked is for you to just live in the nature that you are like i've never expected any more of you than for you just to walk in the nature that i've ingrained in you and the individual nature that i designed in you as landon in your uniqueness wow you know and i was like i wasn't even looking for that at all <laughs> like i mean literally just i was like golly i think <laughs> the lord is just take you know he just plucked me up right then but but it was, it Dude, really that's was a really I, cool revelation. I told Ben, I was like, I think the Lord just spoke to me about that waterfall. <laughs> he was like, really? What'd he say? And, uh, I was just like, like I really, you know, and I, I felt, you know, I wanted to talk about that on here. Cause I was just like, that speaks volumes on so many levels. Um, like for me, I think on like, 
I think about it for one for myself, obviously personally, but then I think about it as like people, um, like as people, obviously just be, just be you type thing, you know, not trying to be like all that, but in the sense of like, seriously though, like if you will just, the more you lean into God, the more he's just going to genuinely teach you about himself and about yourself. And the more you learn that, the more you just be and do. Like the scripture I love and has been giving me life this year is live and be and have our being in the Lord. Living and being and having Mm. our being in him. And it's like, it's literally all he's doing. That's all these things, like Yellowstone's got geysers that are like steaming and these animals. And it's like all this stuff is just doing itself. It's just being the nature of to which he created it to do and be. Yeah, it's and just it, yeah, it's acting out of the way God designed it and created it to be. And it's, it's blowing people's minds on a daily basis yeah. for years. You know? That's true. And it's like and but then I think about it for men, for guys. It's like, you know, there's some guys that listen to this probably that are like Dude, I don't even worry about that stuff. Like, I don't even worry about trying to be anything other than myself because that's just what I am. And I'm not even, I don't even think that hard about it. I just do me, you know? Yeah. Um, And it's like, you know what? If you do, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, and honestly, like, I would just say, like, be more aware of the fact that, like, the way you are, like, is not a small thing. And like some guys are so focused on what they're doing and their purpose and their work. They're not, it's like, I ain't got time to worry about all that stuff. It's like that stuff's like maybe a little more like too heartfelt or whatever, but it's like, no dude, like as men, we can have such impact and magnitude when we really recognize these subtle things of like, if I just like, wow, Lord, like just me being, living in the nature of you and myself and the way you made me like, and actually intentionally knowing that like I, people will be drawn in and people will like, yeah, because it's, it's authentic. It's, uh, confident. Probably that's yep. probably the biggest one is it's just, it's so genuine and owning who you truly are as goofy or as weird or as whatever that might look like. Yeah. People are drawn to that because it's free. Yeah. I mean, it's the way it was designed to be. You aren't supposed to just be like somebody else. Yeah. And fit into this mold that people or culture are trying to press you into being. And it's like, God put stuff in you to, shine the way that you were supposed to yeah nobody else can do it yeah i mean and like it's unique it's special you know men you know like there's things as men as a group that we are that i would encourage to get people to say look like guys like you need to walk in this because of uh, who we as as a man like men need to carry this about themselves that is more of a group trait within men than it is maybe as individualistic. But now, like for instance, masculinity or healthy masculinity or healthy, like um, just maturity and just 
understanding like how God designed men to be on the earth to represent his design and how he made us. Now, like the way I carry that looks totally different than the way you carry that. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And vice versa for everybody else. It's like, am I, but my, my awareness of it though allows me to know like this is my nature. And when I'm just free in my nature, like don't, you know, it's like you can see someone who's goofy as a man and like all these, like maybe quirky, a lot of quirky traits and stuff. You can tell those who don't know who they are as men and are acting that way out of a place of immaturity or out of a place of a lack of development. And then you yeah, can there's see, definitely a difference. And you can see those who are caring, who are living that way out of a place of security and freedom as a man and masculinity and all those things. Um, oh, you can definitely tell a difference. Yeah. So it's like, you, it's like, yeah. And I, and I mean, so, it, you know, obviously this all came from this experience at the park, but you know, I, and I think about like trees and water and it's like water and trees and all these natural scenes and natural elements, they are just being and doing how they were created. And that's, what's drawing people in. But like, they're also, you know, there's there's aspects of them that if they were trying to be something else would just be weird. Um, hmm. And it's like, you know, it just, you know, it was just something subtle that hit me at the beginning of the week of just like, you know, like as you pursue the Lord, God's going to grow you. He's going to change you and transform you towards more of who you are and more of your purpose. Like, if you're not getting revelation of being made for a purpose and a pl- and all these things as you're pursuing God, like for one, keep pursuing and two, like see that that's the goal. Like there's the goal. Well, the goal is actually bringing him glory, but also that like, yeah, in that's that, the chief goal. in that there is purpose and how he has designed you, the the way to design, like the way he's made you, is to display the kingdom, and to display the glory in the way that you manifest it, in the way that your life and its uniqueness and its nature was made to. Um, yeah. And like, you know, I say that because I think some people like spend time with God, but like, there's no actual pursuit in their heart to find God. It's more or less just like this nonchalant doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Or I want to pursue God and I really want to meet God. But I honestly, I don't really know what of God I want to meet. Because what if I like meet something of God that makes me want to have to change or, you know, there's just no actual like, when I go to meet, when I go to spend time with the Lord, I know that I have an expectation and a desire and a hunger in my heart to connect with him. You know, and I think a lot of guys who maybe haven't been taught or just, you know, whatever the reason, it's like we've never been discipled or modeled into a place where it's like to have any expectation of meeting the Lord and never and not even and not having an open place in our heart of saying, if I do meet him and I meet a part of him that I didn't expect and that part of him changes me, then I'm ready for it. I'm, I want it, you know? And so, um, 
Uh, and I, yeah, you know, it's I guess like a different perspective on that. Yeah. I mean, it's, and so it's like, but all of that to say, you know, God wants to just grow you into the place that it's like, you are fully, you're fully living out of this space that is like, it feel, it'll actually feel more natural to you than you think it will, because it's actually been entwined in you since you were created but it's going to have a, a a new heart and a new mind that it's going to live from that he's transformed and, you know, moved in and changed. But so, yeah, I mean, it's a, that, but that was just like kind of a thing that, you know, came out of the week early on. That was really just, um, I was like, wow, Lord, that was pretty clear. I'm pretty sure I heard you on that for sure. Well, I'll add just on that subject of, there's a lot of things that we do naturally, obviously, that are just our personality traits mm-hmm. that most of the time we're not even aware of. But I think a big part of the point that you are making is the shift once you recognize that and you can see them, those unique qualities in yourself and embrace them mm-hmm. and see more of them. Yeah, that's when it can actually be a weapon and you can use it and you know like if anybody knows Landon I mean everybody knows how goofy you are <laughs> and the freedom that you bring <laughs> just because of that I mean that's who you are you can't help mm. but be that way oh, but because, because now you recognize that it actually shifts people and makes them feel more free because you're just walking in it and you, you're aware of it it makes oh, it that much more powerful yes. when you know these things. Yeah, like it is it is a thing. Like you don't I mean, and I've I've seen I've seen you you do that you did that anyways before, you know, uh like we like our you know, we became friends and all that, but even since then, you know, and I've had to grow on that too. But it's like it is it's a shit there's something that happens that like where you learn like these things and you just like you learn how to actually use that. And walk in that and live in that place where it's like, I'm just being myself, but I'm aware of what myself is. And so therefore I'm using it as a vehicle for whatever, you, you know, you feel like the Lord's moving in your heart to release or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, it's this or weird even, thing. Even when it's unknowingly to you, it's still, it yeah. still has power, but it just becomes that much more powerful whenever you are aware of it. Oh, dude, I have a, a funny story that came to my mind when you're telling that back when we were all going to me and Rich were in, a, we had a big group that went to a church near here. Um, and we were in, we were in the Sunday morning class that Rich used to teach and, or I'm just, I'm an oblivious person sometimes. Like my mind is on one thing and not on a lot of things probably. Um, yeah. I need a, I need a lot of grace. <laughs> But uh, Matt Hill, one of the guys that comes to the porch, he had just been visiting a few times. Like he just like started hanging out with us and coming to the porch some. And he came to the he came to church with us that morning. <laughs> well, he had come to church with us several mornings. And dude, I kid you not, this happened like three times. I get maybe, but uh, like the first time he came though, he was like nervous and hadn't been in like a, I don't think like a church setting in a while or something. And, uh, you know, the Lord had really brought him into our group and our community. 
and <laughs> I have one of those like plastic or like paper coffee cups with the plastic lid and the plastic lid was black and it had like the little mouth hole and I go to sip it next to him. Like, I'm like talking to him, trying to be friendly and stuff. When I go to sip it, I sip it from the wrong side and the, the mouth holes on the other side and the coffee comes out the back of it at the side of it and spills down the front of me and burns me. <laughs> and I kid you, I did that like three Sundays in a row. But like he literally later said, he was like, dude, like you being just goofy like that made me feel so comfortable and relaxed. <laughs> and I was like, oh, great. I'm glad it helped you. Uh, but I mean, I was just thinking about that. I was like, that is literally a time where like, unbeknownst to my me, my, my just myself being the way I am, uh, <laughs> you know, like I, I just kind of like genuinely, you know, it was just like, Oh, frick, crap, you know, <laughs> but it actually yeah, made him, fool. it made him feel like welcome. Yeah. Kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, bro, took some pressure off of that. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. And I mean that, I kid you not though, dude, that is like one thing about myself that unless pride's getting in my way, like I, like I have learned to like, it disarms people. Like, I oh, it like, does a hundred percent. That's why I wanted to bring it up. I've, that's one of those that I can easily recognize that somebody uses and you do it well. I mean, yeah. and like goofy as it might be, I mean, it's like by me a being a thing. Yeah. And it's not fake. Like it's, it's one, it's not fake if you're aware of it and you're using it, but you're not like, it's not like I'm putting on something. I am just beat. Yes. I'm, correct. Correct. Like if anything, I'm not shutting off something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like... Yeah, you're not toning it down or... Or afraid that if I'm this way or that way or whatever. Yeah. Like, but I've learned that, like... And honestly, there's things that happen in your in, in the spirit, I think. Like, as you grow in the Lord in that way, like, there's sort of an anointing. There's a weight on you on you that, like, gets pressed into you as you allow God to press you that as you become a free your free self in the lord and carry these free these natural traits of yourself with authority like like for instance yeah i'm goofy i don't care because i know who i am in the lord and i have the freedom to be that yeah uh, but it's like when you're doing that and living that way like you may think you're just being your natural self, like we said, but it's actually having an impact. It's actually doing something. And I don't know. There's been like, and sometimes Lord, honestly, the Lord like works it in your favor and it's just the favor of God on you. If you like just walk into a situation and live from that place, you don't know what that does to like draw people to you because people are drawn to authenticity yeah like people Can't see an authentic it. person and they feel like that's a safe place that's a space where i don't have to fake it i don't have to perform i don't have to wonder what they're thinking yeah. or blah 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 you know um and so it's a <sighs> yeah it's a cool thing i uh you can tell immediately when someone's not living from that place if you are if you are it kind of gives oh, you definitely. us to see, you know. Well, to switch things back, 
to uh, some of the things you were hearing on the Lord on the trip? Is there anything else you were wanting to add besides just that one point? Or um, is that kind of it for now? Well, dude, honestly, no. Another big thing was <laughs> just I think some my heart was stirred for just the generation of kids below us. Um, you know, my heart was freshly stirred up for people yeah. in, in a fresh way of like prayer and intercession and be praying for our nation and for the fatherless generation around us, dude. Like there is Just such... people watching being out there. Yes. What? People watching, going to Denver and ex- experiencing Denver, uh, the baseball game. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it is yeah. it is what it is, but it like it really did. It 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 like I was just like I told I was like dude, like these kids don't stand a chance. Like it is crazy the confusion that is out there and that kids just don't have a clue which way is up in some of these cities. And their yeah. innocence is just getting so corroded. Their innocence is getting yeah. so manipulated and stolen. Um, you know, and it's just like who we are as sons of God is, we've talked about this before. We've talked about fatherhood on here. We've, you know, we did two episodes on it, but it's like, it's not just a mission of the porch. It is like my, it is, it is the place the Lord's, I feel birthing in my heart even more and yours, you know, that too, that like we are sons of God to be fathers in the spirit on the earth to people. And everything God is doing in us is to raise us up as spiritual fathers to release and to be coverings that will stand coverings that are sustainable for other younger people to come under and find refuge. Um, and dude, like this is what, like, you know, this is what we are made for. Everything we're doing, this podcast, everything we do in our lives, like even down to hunting and all those things are, they matter so much because of the heart that the Lord has put it in us to pursue them because of the purpose and the vision we have to, to be men of God that are, you know, we don't care about the years that it takes. We don't care about being, we don't care about having five listeners on this thing or 205 or whatever. It's like, yeah. it is about the fathers that the Lord is building us to be because the world needs it. Like the world needs it so much. And, you know, I'm not, I've not been in a place, honestly, for a while of really being that passionate about pushing something. You know, I can talk about a lot of things, but I think like, I just, my heart was so heavy of like, dude, this matter, like it matters that people that we as men of God, it matters that we allow ourselves to be pressed and broken and worked out. Uh, everything is worked in us out of us for us to walk in the Lord in the ways we need to, you know, yeah. like it, our calling matters. Um, and it's like some people are called to be evangelists and some aren't. We all have a touch of evangelism call on us just because of people of God, like evangelism is not always a choice. It's kind of a thing for every person of God to be 
an evangelist. Some people are gifted really well at it. But like, yeah, some are better than others. But I mean, yeah, you are called to share your experiences and to testify of what God does in your life, regardless of if you feel like you are made to share it with the masses or just with your neighbor or your family or your day to day co-workers or what some of the best ways to do that is like we've said on here before if you were if you were genuinely yourself and you live from that place you will draw people in to minister to them yeah like they are drawn to it even if they're not a believer and so yeah dude it's like we are you know it matters everything that we're doing and we I just think that like, you know, my, my heart got really stirred to lean into prayer and really be just not, I am broken. I'm broken for these things, but I'm also you like, should be, the Lord's broken for these things. Yeah. The Lord is broken for these things. And he, and I don't know, it's like, I, I, I just felt my heart shift really back towards, you know, some seasons the Lord's growing you and it feels like you're really inward focused of everything yeah, he's doing secluded. Yeah. and then sometimes like that season shifts immediately and the lord's like okay i've brought you to another level place in your walk with me it's time for you to you know be 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 like release for other people yeah and oh, and, yeah. and and, and so like yeah so it just you know that really was starting me this week of um just leaning into everything we're already doing, but with like a fresh perspective, a more, mm-hmm. per, a fresh perspective of, and like, honestly, like we need, we don't just always, like you need fresh perspective sometimes like regularly, not because you're weak and aren't focused, but because like it is healthy for always, for you to always have your eyes and ears open to the Lord constantly, to his constant voice. Because as soon as you're like, oh, I've got that in the bag. I understand that. I know how to live from that place and do what I'm called to do and all this stuff. And that you've not actually built up a life that says, I'm always looking for God. I'm always listening for God. Not in a striving way. I just mean like the windows are open, ready for it to flow. Yeah, the awareness. Yeah. It's like if you don't take a season to really build that awareness up so that it's always on auto, auto, on by default. You know, you can really get derailed. You can really get unfocused um, and come become self-centered and have a lot of your own reasons for doing things other than the Lord's. But, you know, I think the Lord has blessed me and, and in the years that I spent pursuing Him that, you know, that's turned on now and ain't going to get turned off. Yeah, uh, you can't help it now. Yeah, and so... Yeah, so yeah, that, that that was definitely one. Um well, I mean, I would say that that is very I mean, that's on on point. That's what the world needs right now because you can't help but live it don't matter where you live at this point. Uh the corruption and the the negative things that we could easily harp on. I mean, this world is just full of sin, yeah. and we this country started to tolerate a lot of it, whereas mm-hmm. it used to not. And now it it just feels like a heightened mm-hmm. target, and 
dude, bottom line, it's just God is not okay with any of this. No. And the answer is redemption in Jesus. Yeah. But, yes, Jesus is the answer, but we and y'all have to be the vehicles that Jesus uses. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that is, and you have to give yourself to that. Nothing's going to be done. Yes, supernaturally you pray and things can happen, but also you have to present yourself as a sacrifice to be able to be used in these scenarios. Yep. If you don't do something about them and let God use you to do it, who else is going to do it? You can't yep. just sit here and wait for other people. Yep. And I mean, I'm harping on myself. I mean, this is a daily thing that we have to put on the front of our minds that, mm-hmm. yes, when you're in Walmart or Food Line or wherever you shop, those people that you're passing by are going through life just like you. And they need Jesus just as much. Yep. I mean, you can take that. I mean, it don't matter if you're in Denver at a baseball game or wherever you are driving down the road. Yep. It's just we live in a broken place that needs Jesus more than ever. And God wants to use you. Mm-hmm. He ain't trying to use someone else. He wants you. So yep. step up to the plate. We have to be the difference makers. Yeah. So that's what I wanted to add on that. Yeah, dude. I mean, there's there's such a there's so many there's so much to that. You know, it's like some advice I would give and my from the wisdom that I feel like I've learned through my journey with the Lord over the last ten years is this: God moves by seasons. We know the Lord moves in seasons. Now. He has always told us, he tells us in first or second Timothy, like, you know, be ready in season and out of season. Yes. But also the Lord, the way he works on your heart, like don't like, if you're listening to this, like don't fear that if you pursue God harder than you ever have, and you really make your life about God, he's going to bring you into something that you are not ready for. There are seasons where the Lord will do stuff in your life that he pushes you to say, like, you need to do this now. You need to you need to bite the bullet and deal with the uncomfortable, awkward pain of this. But then there'll be seasons where it's like you need you know, there's an understanding that says it's okay that I'm not ministering to or witnessing to every person I walk by in Walmart. But there may be yeah. a season where you need to fight to actually be that person because it's so weird for you and you've never actually even shared the lore with anybody. Um, Dang. Like, I have yeah, learned that's so true. much. Let's get inside on that. I mean, you know, I've learned so much in that. Because, like, going to Bethel, it's like an evangelism, like, crazy place. Like, and it's a good thing. Like, because this country oh, yeah. didn't have evangelists for years because people just had completely... They left that up to the preacher or didn't even know how. Yeah. Especially didn't know how to do it in the spirit. Um, but like, you know, so my whole time out there was just like very, they like drove home how to be an evangelist and walk in that. And it was beautiful. Yeah. And, you know, parts I mean, of that, me, I mean, even that, what you're bringing up right now goes back to what we've been talking about is that awareness. You yep. just have to be, you have to know and be prepared for those scenarios that that person does present themselves and you hear the Lord speak yep. and he says, yeah, this one, yep. this person needs to hear this mm-hmm. or just tell them I love them or 
any, anything as simple as what the Lord speaks to you to share with them, it's not just standing on the street corner shouting and mm-hmm. damning those other people to hell. It's loving those people. And when you hear the voice of God just acting on it, and that's easier said than done because how yeah. many times do we ignore that voice? But yeah. that's, I mean, you're you're explaining that really well. Of Yes, there's a... There's multiple avenues for this. Yep. It's not just ministering to everybody. That's yeah, not dude. necessarily what we mean. What we mean. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I had, I've had times where I felt like I'm not actually, because like there's just been this place of me like I want to get out. I want to get as much out of God as I can, and I want to like just ring him out. And then yeah. there's this lie that came into my head that said, well, look, if you can't even evangelize to every single person you walk by, then you must not want him that much because you know that like to really be all about him, you don't give a frick who you talk to about him. And so if you're not walking yeah. by these people and sharing him with them, then you don't want them as much as you think you do. Cause you're, you know, it's like, no, actually there's just sometimes some seasons where it's not like that stream may not be flowing. And there's times where you're, you know what, if you, if you say like, I've got to fight this feeling of not wanting to do this and go do it, then you want go do it. But if you don't, then don't like, there's no shame attached to that. And it's like, you know, Caleb's talking about hearing the voice of the Lord. If you don't hear God's voice right now and you've not went there with the Lord and you don't feel like that relationship with him intimately is that strong, then that's what you need to focus on. It's like you can only share with other people what you have experienced. Mm-hmm. You can only bring you can't give it if you don't have it. Exactly. You know, you can't bring what you don't have. And if you don't have anything to bring, then if you're wanting to, you know, it's like get it along with God and let him give you something to bring. And yeah. because like one thing is like people can recognize fake. And if you are bringing something to them, out of a fake place to feel like you're doing what you're supposed to do as a Christian, but you know, like you're not even bringing them a part of God that you know, because you don't really know God, then that ain't going to do nothing, but just like fall flat. But also there's some times where you can do that and you might not have faith for it. And it might not, it might feel fake as can be from you because you don't really know God that way and God will still use it. So there's not really any boundary on it, honestly at all. But I would say for your own heart though, like now that we're on this evangelism topic, like evangelism is a thing that we are all called to in a way. And as you're pursuing God, there may be a season where you're really pulled to do that. And there, you know, and like my take on it though, is like, like Caleb said, always have your heart open, be open. And that takes surrender. Oh, true openness takes you dying to yourself and knowing that you have given your heart to the Lord to say, God, use me for whatever. I'm truly okay with what you, I'm truly open to what you're saying and what you're doing. Yeah. But it's like, you, you know, that you kind of got to have that openness. And then from that place, letting the Lord just, you know, just be a, be a leaf in the wind and letting the Lord just take you. And sometimes Mm -hmm. that'll be like sharing the word when you feel the Lord give that, you know, give that tug 
And then other times it might not be doing that at all. It might just be being yourself and being free and letting other people know something's different about that guy. I don't know what it is, you know? Definitely. Yeah. It comes in all shapes and sizes, but that also goes back to being naturally you, but you've got to also, yeah, there's so much. There is definitely seasons where you got to push through that and be uncomfortable. There is nothing about the Christian life that should be comfortable. Oh, at no, least, no, no. at least none of it to the point of the Bible. If you want to be literal, yeah, read the Bible and please tell me that Paul lived a comfortable life, mm-hmm. or Peter, or Jesus, or literally any of those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me an example of where their life was comfortable and easy. Because I can tell you, literally, read any story in the Bible, and none of them hard choices come, and they had to push through and make decisions that are not easy. Yeah. So, if you're like one of those people that says, "Oh, I'm not, I'm not evangelistic, so I shouldn't share," no, you're wrong. Because no, yeah. there are you, ha- and obviously, it has to. You have to share it in your own way, and there's avenues for that. But you can't just check off that box and say, well, I'm not an extrovert. So yeah, I'm not yeah, going to share. Yeah, that's, that's that has to be shot down. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's not the truth. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that's good. I mean, that's, there's so many sides to this. It's like, and they're all true. It's not like one's more true than the other. It's like, yeah. we are called to evangelize. And what I mean by like, yeah, like Caleb said, like, I don't mean comfort in the way of like, you're uncomfortable. So therefore don't do it. I mean, like, don't shame yourself in saying, like, I don't really want God because I'm not evangelizing to every person I see. Mm. Yeah, don't attach the shame to that. Yeah, don't attach shame to it. it. Yeah, like, if you truly know your heart's hungry for God and you're pursuing Him and there's there's things in your life that are outlets for that, it may just not be evangelism right now, then that's awesome. Don't make it to where it's like, oh, I don't even know how to share the gospel or whatever. It's like, well, that is something that needs to grow. And there might be a season where you need to, you know, for me, I went to a ministry school where they really intentionally taught that. yeah, And they trained people how to do that. And we'll go through that journey of dealing with the uncomfortableness, dealing with the awkwardness, being bold for your faith. Caleb knows stories that I've told him. And it's just like ministering to women in their cars and parking lots, you know, or, going up to guys in Walmart and things like that and saying like, Hey dude, I just like, this might be weird, but, um, you know, like I walk with the Lord, I'm a Christian and I feel like God's saying something to me for you. Do you care if I tell you, or do you care if I pray for you? Like, I just really feel like God, you know, I was walking by you and I saw you and like God put it on my heart to talk to you. Is it okay? You know, like, yeah. And then let the Holy spirit take over from there. Dude, it literally will. He will. Like if you will just bust that little veil that is in the invisible that just is like, oh my God, I'm about to talk to them about the Lord, you know, and just <laughs> yeah. like break that down and open your mouth. The river of Jesus, he says, I will bring rivers from within you. And like you really experience that river when you evangelize because the faith in evangelism happens in that first step, that first like, hey, do you have a minute? When you open yeah. your mouth to just say that, just sticking that foot out there, yeah, it's like that immediately you are saying that, you know, and like I've I've said this before, I think, but like 
when I was doing all this and learning and like really pressing myself to go out and do this, like the Lord brought into my mind such an awareness, like Landon, when you step and do these in this moment, like you were literally saying that is, you are saying to the world, I am about Jesus. That is what I'm about. And oh, you're that, saying that my purpose is, yes, you you are, your actions are stating my faith right now and hearing the voice of God and what I'm about to say is more important than how I feel or how or I my look comfortableness to you. or yeah. this, yeah, or this awkwardness or the fear of man or mm-hmm. their opinion or any of that. You're, you are acknowledging, <clears throat> you're like, this is more important. What God is saying is more important than any of that other crap. And what he's saying about that person to them, like if you're, if you have learned to walk in the Lord and know the voice of God for other people and get prophetic words and you, you know, and if you don't believe in that, then that's a whole other podcast. But like, (laughs) I mean, God's speaking all the time to your spirit. You just need to have the right ears turned on to hear it. Um, but like, the Lord, I keep losing my train of thought. This episode, what the heck? But like, all I'm saying is that I literally don't know what I'm saying. My my brain just blanked on that. <laughs> but, anyways, what we're talking about. Um, but yeah, no, I just mean, I think we've pretty much hammered it. I we think hammered it's it pretty clear. Yeah. So, but um. Yeah, guys, this is, I do this. I talk and talk, and then my mind blanks, and it's kind of like my own, like my own, like inner uh, button of saying, "Hey, there's no more to say." But um, <laughs> it is what it is. Well, I mean, I think it's part of my brain. Um, but yeah. yeah, dude. So it was all in all, though, cool things from the trip. Um, and like I said, feel rejuvenated, feel uh, feel freshly inspired, and to, you know, to talk about things like evangelism and all these different things that we've talked about on this episode. Yeah. And, and maybe I wasn't as, you know, prone to talk about them as much before, but you know, sometimes I just need to time away to get, get a refuel, get a rest in and get in fresh inspiration from the Lord. And every time I go out West, it seems to happen, I think. So it's been well, awesome. Special. I love it. It's wide open. Um, but yeah, we're just, uh, you know, excited for the, I'm excited for the season ahead for just all the things the Lord's doing. And, um, you know, really, really my, my passion, this trip grew for just pouring into people and helping others. Um, and I feel like I'm in a place, you know, in a healthy place to do that again. So we'll see where it goes. It's going to be cool yeah. around around the porch, and who knows what God's going to bring out of us on here, and who we're going to who's who might be on the here, who we might have on the show with us. So it's cool. Yeah, we've got a lot of stuff lined up. So it's cool. Thanks for sharing some of that stuff about your trip. Yeah, pretty sweet. Pretty sweet insight. So, I mean, yeah, tune in next week. 
I can't remember what subject we're talking about, but we do have a lot of different things that are on our hearts to share in the upcoming weeks. And they're, they're, we feel like they're pretty powerful stuff. So mm-hmm. tune in and see what it's all about. We appreciate you guys. Like us, review us if you enjoy the podcast. And uh, we greatly appreciate you guys. No kidding. So hope you'll have a wonderful week. And Sweet. we will talk to you all later. See you.